Hello everybody, welcome to episode 8 of Moonshine and Music. I'm Joe Shelton and I'm happy to be here with you for the perfect music show. Please hit the subscribe button. Do not forget to subscribe. Lots of great stuff is coming up in the coming weeks. Today's show is no less awesome and it comes from our new location. We've changed garages. Uh, the next few episodes will take place in Brent Smith's garage. That's just across uh, down by the Garfield Park area in Indianapolis. And Brent is a local comedian. He's volunteered his space for us, and we're greatly thankful for that. He also, I would like to note, is the host of, uh, well, the co-host of Otto's Fun House, which is an open stage open to poets, uh, mus musicians, I think it says weirdos, misfits, that sorts of thing. Anybody with any kind of uh, modicum of talent is allowed to come up and do an open thing. And it's at the Melody Inn, which is at 38th and Illinois in Indianapolis. They're having their 16th anniversary of that open stage. It's the longest running open stage in the Indianapolis area. And that one is um, scheduled for May 21st because it's once a month. So uh, go on out there and support Brent, support Auto's Fun House, because Brent supports us. Anyway, uh, today's guest is Yadin Cole, and he is gonna bring you some super fresh music today. I don't know if you've, uh, sometimes you have that feeling when you hear some new artists or some new music and you go, wow, that is like, that is such a new sound, that's a different thing. That is Yadin Cole. He really, really, really brings it. Um, every time I've seen him perform, which is several times at this point, uh, we had just first met when, when we filmed the episode, uh, but Yadin's a great young man, and he's going to come in today. He's going to tell us all about himself and his wonderful tunes uh, that are, like, like I said, uh, you're going to really, really enjoy this today. It's uh, something new and a little bit different, and, um, and it's very, very cool. And um, so I want to thank Yadin for being on the show before we even get there. So anyway, Moonshine and Music starts now. Welcome to Moonshine and Music, Yadin Cole. Did I pronounce that correct? Yeah, man. Yadin, Yadin Cole. I, I, I thought I heard that's how you said it, but like you know, uh, I'm definitely a uh, Midwesterner, and my pronunciation is not always <laughs> snuff. No so. problem. Um, I probably had hundreds of people pronounce it wrong so far, so you did pretty <laughs> so, good. So I, I, I did well. Um, well, I you know I wanted to have you on the program. I uh, saw you perform at the uh, Square Cat, right? Uh, you know, songwriters right. open stage, mm -hmm. which was uh, a great performance. And I was like, man, we got to get that dude on the show if he wants to come <laughs> and talk about his music. Um, so, you know, uh, what we do here is a little different sometimes. We're not just going to talk about music. We kind of like to figure out who the artists are and uh, what their origins are and all that. Okay. You know, so like, where did you grow up? And um, uh, So, um, we're talking a whole life story? Yeah, life right. story. <laughs> like, where did you grow up? What, 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 where were you born? Um, you know, where did you live? So, uh, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. I was raised uh, out in East Atlanta. Um, uh, a city called Stone Mountain, uh, Georgia, and um, I actually didn't leave in, uh, until I was 18, 
and um, ended up going to school in New York. Um, but my mother's family is from Michigan City, Indiana, so that's my connection to Indiana. Oh. Um, after I finished school, I decided to move out here and try my hand out um, in the in the workforce. Um, and music just kind of took me by storm unexpectedly. So, so yeah, you're you you grew up in Stone Mountain with your yep. your mom and dad, or uh, I grew up uh, in a single parent home just with my mother, and I had two siblings, a younger sister, she's about two years younger than me, and my little brother's about seven years younger than me. So I grew up as the oldest. Are they still down in Georgia? Um, my sister lives in Georgia. My brother is here with my mother in Indiana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so like I've I my my brother used to live up by uh, Michigan City, so I've been there a whole lot. Oh, nice. Um, do you uh, uh, do you go up there? play or do you uh, um funny enough um I, um I only played a few times but one time in particular I played uh for the annual patch festival which is really big out there um, right. it's a summer festival they have it I believe around the month of August um but I took a, a small collective up there and um yeah man we rocked out for for about two hours and it was really nice because my grandmother lives in Michigan City and she actually got to see me perform um she's not like super mobile all the time especially like coming out of Michigan City so for me to go there with my full collective and for her to really see me do my thing was was something that I'll never forget. That was really special. So you talk about your collective. Uh, is that like your band? Or? No, I actually uh, am a solo artist. Um, right. But I do I do collaborate with, with other musicians and other artists depending on what the event calls for. I'm depending on what opportunities come my way. But primarily I'm focused on my career as a solo artist. All right. So, do you have any? Uh, I I didn't notice if you had a like a official record. No, I actually uh, have not released any music yet. So I'm on the brink of my debut release, um, and I'll be performing it a little later. It's a song called True Love, and um, it's actually the first song that I ever wrote, and um, it'll be released around like the middle uh, middle or early May. So we're we're only about a month away from it. Um, but my thing, as far as my artistry is concerned, is I've been performing a lot. Um, I've been performing really heavy, um, and I've gained a lot of experience here on the Indianapolis circuit and here in the Midwest, Chicago, and I um, also had the opportunity to go out to Louisville twice, and um, I performed in D.C. once over the course of the last two years, and I've only been doing this for two years, so now I'm redirecting my energies and my focus towards putting my, my music out. So um, is it going to be like an EP? Is it going to be like a So I'm going to release or? a single uh, in May. The EP will be released about a month later. The EP will be about a five-track EP. Um, that won't include the single. Um, it'll be five separate songs. Oh, so like you're gonna do a single and then five whole other yeah, two. Yeah, then a full yeah, the full EP. Oh, that's killer. Yeah. Um, so uh, when you when you were uh, you know, are, are your songs do they come from when you grew up or when you get a little older or? Um, um, so at this point, I've I've been writing for two years and I have a nice body of. Um, of music, original music um, that goes across uh, a few different genres. But in the beginning, I would say that uh, my first at least four or five songs really just came from personal life experiences, not necessarily things that I experienced growing up per se, but things that I had experienced and seen within my personal life and within the world over the course of my you know entire life up until that point. Um, I think that um, being being born, just to be quite frank with you, being born a black man, um, being born to a single parent household, being born in the midst of poverty, it does something to a person. And you can either go 
south or you can um, incorporate it into your being for your betterment. And I think that that's what I've been able to do in a lot of ways, um, most definitely because of my mother's influence. And I didn't have a whole lot of positive influences, but she was a powerful one. Um, not necessarily when it came to music, but um, she's the whole reason that I, I would say I am where I am today, um, instead of you know, being brought down by the things that I experienced and the things that I saw. So when I became a writer, I just put all of that you know, all of the, that suffering, all of the things that I had overcome, all of the things that I had seen into my music. Um, so a lot of my, my like this first EP and the, the single that you guys will hear in a little while, I will call it message music um, because it vibes. It's something that sounds really good, but it has a, a deeper message and meaning to it. Um, and that's what I pride myself on as an artist. And um, I branch out, I have branched out since then and I've written other types of music, but I think that that music, at least right now, now is 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 closest to my heart for sure so when you were uh when you were growing up in georgia obviously you said in, in poverty mm -hmm. is that uh, I, I i'm not you know obviously i'm from indiana and yeah. i've been to atlanta before but not you know um for very much time mm -hmm. you know like maybe a day or traveling through or whatever mm -hmm. um so the, the is is that area um you know, uh, Stone Mountain. I, I don't even know that I've, you know, heard of the area. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what's it like down there? Is it? It's a, it's a, it's suburbia. Um, it's like a, it's a suburbia. It's just a, it's a black suburbia. Um, and the thing I love about Atlanta is it really is a mecca for the black middle class. But you'll see the entire spectrum, just like any state, to be honest. Um, where I lived, there were a lot of uh, decently, you know, affluent upper or uh, middle to upper class, you know, middle class families. Um, um, I my, my particular experience, we kind of went through a lot of hardships over the years. Sometimes we were up, but a lot of the years we were down. We had to move a lot and, you know, that was just the environment that I raised. I was raised in, but I had a lot of friends um, and family members and close acquaintances who didn't necessarily, you know, have those experiences. So, uh, I'm sure that shapes you. Um, do you? Um, what? What are you? Uh, what kind of musical influences when you were growing up in, uh, you know, Georgia? Did you have? Was it? You know, I mean, because I know there's a lot of country music down there, and there's yeah, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, Atlanta's <laughs> big for a lot of hip hop music. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, because I've. You know, um, you know, watch television before. Lots of folks that are from Atlanta that do hip hop. Um, so I don't know what's your uh, what 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 drove you? What it drove you into music and uh, influenced you? Um, now that I have become an artist and I've had time to really engage with my identity as an artist, I understand that music has been there all along. But to be funny, uh, to be honest, man, I, I actually uh, just got into this only like two years ago. So. Um, I was uh, big on sports, and because of my mother being afraid of her, I was big on school. <laughs> um, and that was pretty; those are pretty much my my go-to things all the way up until I was 18. But now that I've reflected on my my life up until this point, I see that music was an inseparable part of my existence, man. Like through every sport that I played, on the way to school, on the way home from school, thinking about parties and my you know most amazing and memorable experiences, there are songs that go along with them. As far as uh, what my early influence is where um, before I became an artist, I was really just big on hip hop. Like I think um, a lot of kids like uh, me um, are conditioned to kind of listen to. Um, that's the kind of music that I just came up on because it was what everybody else was listening to, you know? Um, and I think that's kind of normal. A lot of people just listen to the radio. You know, most people don't really dig into their, you know, 
own specific interests. They just listen to mainstream and what's popular. So coming up in Atlanta, I'm uh, I'm 28 now. I was born in 1990. So by the time I really started to get into music for myself, Atlanta was really really making a name for itself in the industry especially when it came to hip-hop we're talking like early 2000s mid 2000s um and so that was primarily what i listened to was uh rap and hip-hop music but um i had a i had uh an ear and a love for r&b and soul music um mostly because of my mother and my family you know you go to family functions and all you're gonna hear is 60s and 70s and 80s soul you know um a little bit of blues filtered here and there so i would say that because of uh my family i got introduced to a little bit of that but i was really really mainstream man until i moved to new york and um i don't know if you ever been or, or heard about new york but it really is uh, the quintessential you know melting pot yeah. And um, so I got literally introduced to every genre, so many different artists when I went there. Um, I spent about six or seven years pursuing my degree. And that really opened my mind up to the whole world of music. Um, and What's now your I, degree in? Uh, I got a degree in political science. Yeah. I was going to be a lawyer, man. And I'm sitting here having an interview with you because <laughs> I'm a professional well, artist now. Well, but um, I, I could always use a, a lawyer. There's there's never you know a good one. Would listen, be nice. you're going to have to call somebody else because <laughs> I, I don't think I could put in another three to four years in school man <laughs> that was rough uh, yeah I mean I can imagine I I, um, I was bored with school and you know my majors were uh, telecommunications and computer science so uh, lawyer just never was on my radar <laughs> yeah um, so uh, you know going through all the like what what were the like the really big artists that you listened to when you were growing up um, Outcast was huge when I was coming Outcast. up. I would say they I were love the Outcast. man. Come on, somebody. You know, I got pranked uh, the other day because somebody uh, dropped the uh, post saying that they were making an EP or something like that. It was April Fool's Day though. Oh, oh man, yeah. Yeah, I, I must have been. I must have been on something that day. Cause <laughs> that went over my head, but I was just so excited. But anyway, uh, that was probably the most musical group I listened to at the time because um, they really didn't restrict themselves to quote unquote. Uh, trap beats or you know um really, i didn't feel really, like they really, really had any history. genre yeah but, you know you it's know, hard to pick it, it. it, it especially like the, the one album that was like a double album mm-hmm. i mean there it, it was like they just decided we're gonna make a song from every genre mm-hmm. and we're gonna stick it exactly, on one record <laughs> right um and i read a book recently uh i believe it is called the power of habit um and it actually funny enough talked about uh outcast record i think it might have been hey yeah uh, it could have been one of their other ones, but they were talking about how difficult it was to get the public to appreciate it because it was so different than anything you anything else you had um, ever heard. And I learned about a technique that they used called sandwiching, where they would put it in between two already popular records, and over the course of time, people um, it were able to receive it better. Um, but I, I found that that I found that was really interesting that their sound was so out there that it was in, initially seen as unpopular, and now it's like one of the most popular songs in history it's crazy yeah i mean hey uh, that that was the that was the song that put them like out there to where they came everywhere mm-hmm. you know the and I don't even remember how I ended up getting the record because back then it wasn't like we had Apple Music or something yeah, when that right. came out. Somehow I ended up with the CD of it. I think some friend of mine loaned it to me or something. He was like, dude, you have to listen to this whole thing. And like I listened to it. And I was just blown away with their ridiculously, like, uh, they had no 
way of deciding where they were going to play. And I, I love that. Like, even on different songs, the different instrumentation and things is crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it was just a lot to take in, especially as a as a kid, you know, coming up, listening to it. It was just something that I gravitated towards. But I think it planted seeds that are now blossoming now that I'm older, now that I'm an artist myself. And really, Outkast just kind of taught me to to not restrict myself and to to not uh, feel um, bound to any particular labels or boxes. You know, I think that that's what they were able to do successfully because unfortunately, um, and I love rapping hip hop, but it's boxed in. You know, a lot of people won't even allow hip hop into their establishments and Outkast kind of broke through that glass ceiling and became, you know, national, international. Well, I think also part of that is they're just such a positive message in most of their stuff. Mm -hmm. Even, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter the genre of music. If, the, if it's a little bit negative, it, it turns off some of the venues or places yeah. where they would have you play not through anything other than they just don't want that feeling in there you know yeah um and then you know there are some uh, racial influences in some places where they just don't want hit rap yeah, most definitely. Uh, which i you know i think it's kind of ridiculous but you know some people are are like that and uh but you know like a group like outcast comes along and they're just undeniable yeah like how you, you know not let outcast in the building like, like, <laughs> the, like, they're, like they're so happy you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. so um so as you, you like, uh, you know, you went off, you went to New York, and you mm -hmm. started writing tunes. And you didn't like, uh, you know, it sounds like that some of those, some of that's rubbed off on you in the way that you play. Like, you know, it isn't necessarily any one box that you want to be in. You kind of want to be like. Yeah, that's definitely um, a part of my my brand and um, something that I, I seek to embody at all times. Not just within my music, but with people as well, you know. I think you need people need to be more tolerant and humble themselves and be more open because we just don't realize how alike we are and we choose these you know minute things to pick out as differences not realizing you know how how connected we truly are you know so that's something that art and music has taught me as well and i appreciate it for that so you uh you uh, a moment ago i was thinking that you said you were in sports what did you play did you play football so basketball? um i was a track guy a track um, guy yeah um i ran track in high school i ran track uh, at columbia university where i went to college in new york um and it was a really amazing experience coming up though i was big on basketball um all of my uncles um um and, and fitting Friends, everybody was yeah everybody was playing um ball which is interesting because football is big in the south um but one year um i have a favorite cousin his name is darian and um one year i heard that he played football and i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna try out for the football team so i had transferred schools that year and uh funny enough the only other instrument that i have played before besides the guitar is the tenor saxophone um i wasn't raised by my father but he's a master musician he graduated from tennessee state uh university or tennessee State College and um, he was a drum major. Um, he specialized in the in the horns and saxophone was his was his instrument. So that was one of the few things I knew about him. So when uh, it came time for me to do the band in sixth grade through middle school, I just decided to pick up the sax. Um, but I put that away by my like freshman year and then I started to get into basketball and stuff heavy. And um, sophomore year, I transferred schools to uh, Peachtree Ridge in Gwinnett County, which is uh, north of Atlanta in Georgia. Everything in Atlanta is funny is in reference 
heads to Atlanta, like yeah. northeast. <laughs> are you northeast, west, or you know south? Where are you? But um, anyway, uh, uh, Peachtree Ridge is in North Atlanta, and that's where I started playing football. So the reason I played is because the band director found out that I played the saxophone and asked me to be in their marching band, and um, I didn't want to be in a marching band at all anymore. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to be playing football, and that conflicts. So I don't think we can. Uh, I don't think I don't we can do this together. Yeah. That marching band thing, man. They're like they're 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 that's a serious like sporting event in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, they like walk ten miles and like, yeah, especially you know, in some schools. Carrying the instruments heavy, and especially in college. In college, it might as well be a sport if you if you made it that far. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I mean, I, I love sports, and uh, have we made you a Pacers fan yet, or uh, fan? I dig or the pap- I, get, I dig the Pacers, but I'm I'm a, gonna be a Georgia boy at heart <laughs> for the rest of my life. So, <laughs> pretty much all Atlanta teams is who I'm rocking with. Um, but the Pacers have been have been making some nice moves actually. So, yeah, I don't follow sports as much uh, these days. Um, pretty much it's music 24/7. But um, I dig the Pacers, and I dig the cities the city's support for him. Oh, <laughs> Definitely yeah. some diehard fans here. Uh, well, you know, I've got my Pacers gear on today for this particular episode. I see that. For this particular uh, episode. Um, now, I... I um, uh, sports were a big part of my life growing up too, and like I, I know what you're talking about with the music because um, you know I'm, I'm a little older than you, but I had like uh, Walkman with the earphones, mm-hmm. and I mean every time when we were doing like doing weightlifting or whatever, I mean everybody in the room would have their yeah right <laughs> their music on, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it, you know it, it just really adds to it, especially I would think if you're a runner, yeah, you know I mean definitely. because it, it you know it can get boring just like going for like a you know whatever kind of run two or three miles or whatever yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a little bit of le- little bit less of the team aspect than running so you really have to like find ways to be in tune with yourself and I think music does that for a lot of people you can just block the world out and, and you know listen to whatever you need well man I really really it's been great meeting you and I'm really glad to have you here today do you want to go over and play a couple three root yeah, songs yeah. for us I'm and rock us out and, and get all of the moonshine and music people on your side alright let's go alright man thank you for being here appreciate it alright peace man week on moonshine and music carrie ray and the shaky legs are in studio they're going to give the most epic harmony performance that you're ever going to hear anywhere i mean you know i don't want to be overly hyperbolous but take a listen to this how the 60s and 19 days they woke up in the dark they'd find the Everybody, so uh, my name is Yadin Cole, and um, the first piece I'll be sharing is called uh, Contribution. Um, I wrote this one when I realized that I had been uh, putting myself through a hard time to obtain something that um, I really didn't personally desire. And um, I just realized that I need to figure out what's important to me and do things for myself, and that when I do do it, um, 
it actually does mean something. It actually is a worth. So this song is called Contribution. Are you master of your soul, captain of your ship? Do you understand you do your part in every single moment you live? So when you make sure they fed in the morning before school, know you're worthy. And when you gotta put aside the suit and tie just to get your hands dirty, isn't what you say the way you walk? You get back up through it all. Check where you stand, like the one no empty hands. Feel the heat from the fire that's been burning in your heart Cause you cannot wait to start doing your part What's your contribution? Bring forth your contribution We need you for the revolution Life is your contribution will question why you do what you do and it may take years and years to say you ain't got nothing to prove life is what you choose so go on head back to school and spend your days playing the blues never let them steal your shine you haven't got a moment to lose so when you're on your way to that job you hate now you know you're worthy it may not be the sight of your dreams but it still has purpose It's in every smile and every breath Live so soulful till you rest This is your fate Life makes no mistakes Feel the heat From the fire that's been burning in your heart Cause you cannot wait to start doing your part What's your contribution? Bring forth your contribution we need you for the revolution Life is your contribution Oh yeah Life is your contribution Life is your, life is your 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 contribution Thank you. All right, everybody, now that we got the uh, first song jitters out the way, um, this next piece is called uh, Hammurabi's Code. And um, just a little bit of his history. Uh, Hammurabi was like our first notion of like law, like an eye for an eye. That's where that saying comes from. Um, I wrote this song in the midst of being just really frustrated with all of the back and forth between law enforcement and um, my community. And um, I just realized that uh, being vengeful and, you know, the whole eye for an eye thing really doesn't work out. You know, like they say, you know, an eye for an eye and everybody's blind at the end of the day. So I kind of wrote this song in that spirit. Um, this is Hammurabi's Code. 
and I leaves the whole world blind. A soul for a soul leaves nowhere to go. Time and time again we've heard we'll reaping what we've sown. Now we see that Hammurabi's code has got to go. When it comes to life, we're the same life force in our veins, yeah. No codes, we are mind and body, but don't, but don't forget your soul. No, don't, no, don't forget your soul. I'm important, but not more than you. Religion, but you can have yours too. We've been taught to believe what we see, neglecting how we feel. Illusion, smoke, and mirrors. Child, I promise it's not real. Talking about your hair, your skin, your clothes, your size. I mean, your country, your house, your money, and eyes. You see, the body is just a soul's disguise. Realize when it comes to life, we're the same life force in our veins, yeah. No codes, we are mind and body, but don't, but don't forget your soul. No, don't, no, don't forget your soul. Before birth we were all one Talking about the spirit and love and truth and the night And cosmical order when day or night No witness can witness humanity's plight And I see And I see So just see When it comes to life We're the same life force in our veins Yeah No ghosts we are Alright everybody, um, so I will be releasing my debut single, I'm very excited about that, and that uh, is coming around um, in the beginning of May, we're looking, shooting for uh, the first or the fifth of the month. Um, but this next piece that I'm going to share is actually going to be uh, that single that I plan to release. Um, this is really special to me. It's the first song that I ever wrote. And I kind of wrote this one in the spirit of um, realizing that, that true love comes from within yourself. That when you look to the outside world and to other people um, to know your worth, you'll, you'll always come up short. Um, so... Yeah, this is true love. <laughs> 
I hope you all enjoy. And um, uh, I've really enjoyed myself today. Here. 
They will persecute your soul Just for not doing what you're told We will not vitalize your soul We are booty, we are bold We were all born to dance and sing We are kings and we are queens No one can come up in between What are you plan for you to be? Talking about true love Talking about true love Talking about true love Talking about true love Yeah, true love True love Take, 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 take it away. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much. My name is Yadin Cole. Yadin Cole, thank you for coming in today. That was an incredible performance. I really, really enjoyed it. Thanks for being on the show. And I want to thank all of you guys for checking in with us. Don't forget to visit our sponsor, Eat New Media. They're also our production company. Uh, go to eatnewmedia.com and check out their wares. You can also uh, find me at mrjoeshelton.com and see all the tour information. This week you can find me at Richard's Brick Oven Pizza and a songwriter's uh, open uh, jam on Tuesday. And then on Thursday I am the featured act before the open stage at Nico's Open Stage at Alley's Ale House and Fishers. And then on Saturday I play a full show for you at the Beer Brewery on the north side of Indianapolis. Yes, I'm returning for a full show inside the Indianapolis area. It'll be great to see all you guys there. I know it'll be a packed house that night, so please come early, May 19th, the Beer Brewery, Indianapolis, 65th Street. Anyway, I really appreciate everybody tuning in today. Coming coming back to us next week and see Carrie Ray and the Shaky Legs right here on Moonshine and Music. Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Eat New Media in association with Not Less Entertainment. Producers for today's program are Brandon Lay and Joe Shelton. Be sure to join us next time on Moonshine and Music.